Hey guys, I'm so glad that you're with us. My name is Harry Kiva. I haven't, haven't had a chance to meet you and I'm one of the pastors of Restored Temecula. And I wanna welcome you from wherever you're tuning in. Uh, this morning, I'm going to continue our series called Jesus Is through the Gospel of John. And I am going to close out John 14, actually, just a few verses today. But I'm actually, I think these verses are so on point for where we're at today uh, as disciples in America in 2020. So I'm excited to share this with you, this word with you. With that said, I want to share a story to set up this time. So some of you may be familiar with a movie called The Guardians of the Galaxy. Many of you have probably seen it. Some of you guys ha maybe haven't. But there were big popular movies that came out kind of like halfway through the last decade. And they're all on Disney Plus if you want to check them out. But uh, they tell a, a unique story. And at the center of the story is this man. His name is Peter Quill. And you might know him as Star-Lord. Uh, he is a, an interesting uh, interesting guy. He basically was born in a single parent home and he had a fairly normal childhood. Uh, he lived with his mom. Um, he was a kid who just loved space exploration. He loved NASA. He loved science fiction, all that stuff. Um, one day when he was, I think, around 10 years old, uh, tragedy strikes and out of nowhere, his mom is murdered and Peter himself barely escapes with his life. And so he went from having a mom and being part of a family to being an orphan and on his own. And so he had a lot of questions. What do I do? Where do I turn? How, what hope can I have in this kind of scary and hostile world? And I don't think it's too hard to imagine what that would feel like. I mean, Things would have felt out of control for him, kind of like the stability of his life was upended in a moment. Uh, his world would have felt uh, chaotic, unstable, and not safe for him. Uh, the future likely would have felt very bleak and dark. And he might have asked himself questions like, will life ever feel stable again? Will I ever feel safe again? Will I ever feel hope again? Will there be justice? Or will this wrong, my mom you know, being killed, will this wrong ever be made right? Will I ever be able to live without this person that mattered so much to me in my life? Will I even want to? And I think I tell this story because I think it's actually very relatable. And I never thought about it before I'd seen the movies and stuff in the past, but it just hit me in a fresh way that I think it's very relatable. You and I, we've all experienced loss, pain, disappointment. We've experienced feeling abandoned or alone. We've experienced like life just getting overwhelming. We've experienced deep sorrow. We've experienced what it's like to feel scared, to wonder who's got our back, uh, who's protecting us. Uh, maybe at times it, life can feel like there isn't hope and that things won't get better. And I'm just talking about 2020. I'm not even addressing anything that came before this year that feels like a decade. Why did I say all this? Today we're going to read a story out of John 14, just the last few verses of this chapter in which Jesus' disciples, they actually feel the same kind of pain and anguish that Peter Quill did when his mom died and that we've all experienced to some degree or another when we've experienced significant loss or upheaval in our, in our lives, which 2020 has given us in spades. Here's the thing that jumps out about this, these verses that we're going to read together. Jesus loved his disciples so much that he prepared them for this moment that they were about to face. This excruciating moment when he, their leader, their leader and friend, 
would be taken away from them, lifted up on a Roman execution rack, then buried along with their hopes in a cold and lifeless tomb. Jesus did not want his disciples to look at the circumstances of what's going on in front of them and lose sight of the bigger picture, the big story. He knew that if that happened, he knew like what would happen if that happened and he didn't want that for them. We're gonna unpack that. And I think for us, if we listen to the words of Jesus out of this story, I think he's gonna have much to say to you and to me too, because we face our own difficult moment and moments where life feels out of control, where the world feels hostile. But I think Jesus is able to bring peace to us in the midst of the toughest, worst circumstances. So I wanna encourage you to stick with me because I think what Jesus has to say is packed with potential to benefit us and the people in our lives if we hear what he has to say. So turn over with me, John 14. We're just gonna look at verses 27 through 31. Here are the words of Jesus as he's preparing his disciples for his eventual death and departure. Verse 27 says this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Pause real quick. What, is, what might that mean? I think it means at least this. I don't give you peace the way the world gives you peace. The world, there was a peace at that time. It was called the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome. But Jesus is saying, the peace that I'm giving you, it doesn't come through political, economic, or military clout, or influence, or power. It doesn't come through winning wars. It doesn't come from quashing revolts. And it does not come from expanding our clout. The peace I give you is thoroughly different. And it actually allows you to live at peace as the kingdoms and rulers of this world rage, as they rise, like the Roman Empire did, and as they fall as the Roman Empire eventually would. Jesus goes on, he says, don't let your hearts be troubled or fearful. Pause real quick. Jesus cares about your inner world and mine. He recognizes our feelings. He recognizes our feelings. He doesn't neglect to address our hearts. He wants us to enjoy the kind of peace that no unrest, no upheaval, no loss could take away. Think about that. Think about how good that is. He cares about our hearts. Verse 28. You have heard me tell you, I am going away and I'm coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. Verse 29. I have told you now before this happens so that when it does happen, you may believe. Okay, pause. I think this is what Jesus is saying. I think he's telling them, hey, you're troubled and you're fearful and you're forgetting me. You're forgetting why I came in the first place. You're forgetting my mission. I came to die so I could rise, so I could be the rightful king and ruler of this world. I came to bring this world true peace, something no one else can give you. No politician, no empire, nothing could give you what I give you, real and lasting peace. Verse 30, he goes on. I will not talk with you much longer because the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me. On the contrary, so that the world may know that I love the Father, I do as the Father commanded me. Get up. Let's get out of here. That's, what, that's the final part of the verses we're reading today. In other words, I think this is what Jesus is saying. I think he's saying, guys, it's not going to look good. 
Okay, it's gonna look for a little while as though on the cross, with my cross and my death, it's gonna look almost like darkness is winning. It's almost gonna look like Satan has won the victory. It's not gonna look good. He's gonna have me killed, but I want you to not forget this is only one scene out of the bigger story. I actually came for this very thing. I was sent by the Father into this world to do this very thing. Here's the, the crazy part about this, guys. Satan will actually think that he's won. He'll think that me dying on the cross means that he has won. But that will actually only cement his undoing and it will seal his fate as the former ruler of this world. Satan will be dethroned and I will rise and rule over a new people, a forgiven love people whose hearts I will indwell. And, he will, and he'll come and reorder our lives to bring redemptive order into them. That's where real peace comes from. This has always been the plan, guys. This is how God rescues the world. This is how God becomes king and rises to rule with grace, mercy, and resurrection life. Don't get so hung up on this one scene that you forget the bigger story. If you do, you will suffer needlessly. I can't imagine a more fitting time to get hung up on one scene and lose sight of the bigger story than 2020, right now. I believe Jesus is instructing his disciples and then also us that the cost of focusing on one scene and forgetting about the bigger story is this. This comes straight from what we read. You will have hearts that are unsettled, troubled, anxious, upset, and distraught. You will be tempted to believe that you've been abandoned as orphans. Satan will feel big. He'll feel huge. He'll feel more powerful than he really is. Conversely, God will feel small. And your love for Jesus will be weak because you'll believe lies, like he's not watching over his sheep, his flock. I mean, look at what's happening. The world's on fire. We're suffering. What's going on? The reality is, what he's telling his disciples here is, I gave up, I gave up my life for the sheep. I love the sheep. For them who were hearing these words initially and for you and me today hearing these words. Man, like, I hope that you can, this, can, this will speak to you and will resonate with you in some degree or another based just on what we've been experiencing in 2020. Is there a way in which you have gotten hung up on one scene here in 2020 that's unfolding in front of you and forgotten about the bigger picture of what God is doing to become king through Jesus Christ. Keep in mind that what we're seeing in 2020, nations raging, uh, unrest, injustice, upheaval, that's a recurring scene in world history. This isn't something new. It's unprecedented for us, but this stuff has happened before and it'll keep happening until Jesus returns. That's just the way that it is. So the cost of getting hung up on what's happening around us is needless anguish and suffering on account of lies. Like he's abandoned us, he's forgotten about us. He must be apathetic to what's happening in our world. None of that is true. And Jesus proved it to us and to the world by loving the world to the very end to the cross. What am I saying? No matter how dark, how bleak, how hopeless things get, this is only one scene of a bigger story that God is unfolding in which he's basically telling us, I got this. Don't stress. I got it. It's going to be okay. 
That is the kind of peace that you cannot get anywhere else. No, no politics, no economy, no military can give you that. It only comes through the loving rule and reign of Jesus Christ, who's making all things new and who is making all things right in our world. And I really do believe it starts with us, is the church coming under him, learning to trust and obey him and believe him even when things get hard. It means that we don't let 2020 dominate the bigger story of God becoming king because we need his redemptive order. We need his justice and we need our, his peace in our world. The world is crying out for it. And we can actually be, be a people of peace who walk with peace in the midst of all this. You know what this means practically? It means that it matters more how you and I trust and obey our king in the midst of all this upheaval, even as the nations range, than who wins an election. The world may burn around us, but we don't have to be on fire. We don't. We can internalize that good news about our forgiving king who gives us peace with God and with each other in this world. Even as our, our news feeds, they tell a very different story that would actually rob us of peace and would seek to instill fear and anxiety in us. No, like the peace that Jesus has left with us, it's not something that you can say, I wish I had that. It's yours. It's already yours. Grab hold of it. Grab hold of a person, Jesus, and you have peace. You're not abandoned, you're not alone, you're not fending for yourself in this world. You have a king who loves you, who died for you, and who gives you peace today. He's ruling and he is reigning. He invites you to partner with him, to go on great adventures, to see more and more people experience his love and his power to make them new and to make all things new. I want to close with this. I started with a story about Peter Quill. The death of his mother was just one scene in his life. If he had allowed it to define his life, he might have become a bitter, vengeful, vindictive person, someone who took matters into his own hands to make things right and to hurt a lot of people along the way. Isn't that one of the great dangers and temptations of 2020? But instead, he said no to that, and he actually learned how to use his life, his gifts, his opportunities to help others across the galaxy and bring peace. There was a much bigger story at play, and he didn't let that one difficult scene overshadow the rest of the story. And this is the story of the disciples of Jesus who didn't let the agony of the cross, and it was, and they struggled through it, and they scattered, but Jesus brought them together, and they went out as heralds of peace into their world. And we still today benefit from their work, from them not obsessing over one scene and remembering the big story, and bringing peace to the world. They didn't let that pain and confusion overshadow the gospel of peace. So they embraced the gospel of peace amidst it. And you and I, we do not have to let the confusion and the chaos and the pain of 2020 overshadow the bigger story of Jesus either. And I can't think of a more fitting response than raising our hands and voices to praise him, to worship him, to ascribe worth to our king to so the one who is actually a king of peace, a giver of peace, something that we all desperately want and something that is ours. So I encourage you to raise your voices wherever you're at, in your house, in your car, whatever, and sing with us as we make much of our king who will one day return to establish peace all across this galaxy. 
and who we will reign with and rule with and have a perfect world where we love one another as we have been loved. Church, grace and peace to you. I love you. I hope you guys have a great weekend and enjoy worshiping him right now.